Hey everybody, this is Brent Kellogg, the pastor of Hillspring Church in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. And this is our podcast. Thanks for taking time to join us today. Our prayer is that this would inspire you, build your faith, and help you take the next step in Christ. Enjoy the message. So, 2020 years ago, there were several groups of people who were looking for good news, just like you and I were. The very oppressive, very brutal Roman Empire had conquered most of the European world and also most of the Middle Eastern world. On the spiritual front, the voice of God had been silent for over 400 years. There had not been a prophet. The spiritual community had not heard anything that they would consider or distinguish as the voice of God for over 400 years. Matter of fact, it had been so long when God did send a prophet, they didn't even recognize it. John the Baptist was a prophet sent from God to declare that the Messiah had come. It had been so long, they didn't even know what they were looking for. The Jewish people, they were looking for good news, and they just missed it because it didn't meet their expectations. The angels told the shepherds about the good news, and so they go on this journey, and they find that the astrologers, or what we would call wise men in Scripture from the East, they're following some kind of star, some kind of celestial event that sent them on months-long journey of travel to find the good news. And today in 2020, we're ready for some good news. We're still looking for good news. So, by the way, this is, this is free. Put an appointment on your phone for tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Okay? Tomorrow evening... 5.45, 6 o'clock, the weather forecast is supposed to be clear. I don't know if you've seen this, if you're a social media user, some people have shared this or whatever. So tomorrow night is actually the longest night of the year. It means the sun will be set for the longest amount of time in a 12-month period. It's what we call our winter solstice, right? And tomorrow night, 5.45, 6 o'clock, when the sun's gone down, if you look to the southwestern sky just a little bit above the horizon, you will see what we call a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. I saw it last night, but it's not as spectacular as it will be tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, those two planets will look like they're as close as them, and it'll actually make kind of a, a bright star. Some people believe that what you will see tomorrow could be what the Eastern astrologers saw 2,020 years ago. Some people believe this could be like the Eastern or, or the Christmas star. Meaning to those guys, Jupiter meant something, Saturn meant something, and so they saw this very event take place up in the heavens, and they go, you know what, let's go for a little road trip, and let's go find the good news that that star is declaring. Now, I'm, I'm not an astrologer, but I do believe that God uses creation to declare his glory. And God can use the heavens to say there is a Messiah to people that had never heard about the promise of a Messiah, never heard the name of Jesus. And so they got this group of stargazers on a road trip looking for some good news. And, and you could see what they may have been looking at 2020 years ago. So what happens when you follow a star and it leads you to a stable? So Matthew is the only gospel that tells us about the eastern stargazers, right? He's the only one that talks about these guys following a star. Now, in, in full disclosure... We really don't know what they saw. We don't have record of that they saw this conjunction. They could have seen just a supernatural star. They, they could have seen a comet. They could have seen something else. 
We're not exactly sure, but some people think that this is what they saw. And so Matthew chapter 2 tells of this journey of the wise men who were looking for good news. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose. Come to worship him. I think some lessons we can all learn from their journey. They were on this path looking for good news. Number one, if you're taking notes, you can jot this down. It's not difficult, but just don't chase false stars. There was something in that sky that started them on this journey for good news. And with a sky full of stars, how do you know? How do you know which star is your star? How do you know which opportunity is your opportunity? Now, I don't know what your star is. I may not know what your dream that you're chasing is. But for these wise men, I think they figured out this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us. This was a star that doesn't just happen every day. This was a unique event. This star was important. And oftentimes the thing that keeps us from chasing the important is the urgent. The biggest enemy of important is urgent. Oh, I need to finish this, but someone called and said it was urgent. I, I was trying to set aside some time to just think or, or plan this out or be creative about this thing or whatever, and then this broke and someone said... This is urgent. This star was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, kind of like being a parent. You only get one shot at it, right? So make sure that being a parent is important because the urgent will rob you of the important. The urgent is, I've got this project deadline, and I'm not saying you don't be responsible, but i got this project deadline, but what's important is make sure you take time and play with your kids. The urgent is, I've got this meeting and this meeting, and this, but, but what's important is that you have special moments with your family and those who are in your life. The urgent is, I've got this conference call, I've got to make sure I'm on. But what's important is your crying teenager when they're in the middle of a crisis. I know you're smart enough to connect the dots. The sky is full of stars. How do you know which one to follow? The day is full of opportunities. Just make sure the once in a lifetime just make sure the important opportunities are what you chase. Because crisis can keep us from our lifetime accomplishment. Don't let the problems keep you from your priorities. Don't let the urgent rob you from the important. Don't chase false stars. And Matthew tells us the wise men showed up in Jerusalem. They're like, hey, we've been following this star. We saw it rise, so where is he? Where's the king of the Jews? Verse 3, King Herod who was the king of that region that Roman allowed him to be king, right? He was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers of religious law, and he said, well, where's the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, they said. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search carefully for the child, and when you find him... Come back. Come tell me so I can go worship him too. Herod was a smooth talker. He's actually a pretty interesting, if not disgusting, character in history. I don't know if it was this event of the wise men come looking for the king or if it was something else. He was 
crazy jealous. Matter of fact, he had three of his own sons executed because he was afraid that people might like them more and they might want them to be the king. So imagine, if you will, you're the wise men. You're the one that's been on the camel for months. You've been traveling and traveling. You get to Jerusalem, and now you get an invitation to the palace. I'm thinking to myself, this is it. Everything makes sense. We saw the star that said the king of the Jews was born. Now we're on our way to the palace. The king was really, really nice to us. He was very hospitable. Asked lots of questions about our journey. Asked about the star. Don't fall for it. Don't choose false kings. Don't chase false stars, but also don't choose false kings. Those kings are the things that are in our life that we bow down to. If the night sky tells you a king is born, where would you go? I'd go straight to the palace. I think Herod's dialogue is interesting. Is he's so hospitable and he's so kind to these guys. And there is a clear comparison between two kings. You have Jesus, the king of the Jews, the, the king of the world, really. But he's just a baby. And then you have Herod, who's the king. And there's this clear comparison between the two kings. Matthew 2, 8. Then he, Herod, he told the wise men, y'all go, y'all go to Bethlehem, you people. Like he's talking down to him, y'all go to Bethlehem. Jesus, on the other hand, sure, now he's a baby, but he would eventually become a man. He would eventually grow up. Jesus' message was not, y'all go. His message was, y'all come. You come follow me. Let me show you. It's two different kings. It's two different types of leaders. The right voice, the right king is with you. The right leader says, here, let me take you. Let me show you. Let me encourage you on the way. Let me teach you on the way. Let me cheer you on. But Herod wasn't that voice. He's like, y'all need to go figure that out. And I don't care. Just come back. He wasn't after the same thing that the wise men were after. Herod was lying. He was deceitful. He had already killed his own offspring. He had a personal agenda. Herod's intent was to kill the baby. Their intent was to celebrate the baby. Then Herod said, after you people go do all that, won't you come back? Won't you come back? So the wrong voices, not only they're not with you, but they're also trying to pull you back. They're also trying to send you in a wrong direction. They're always holding you back. Fortunately, the wise men were wise enough to hear the right voice. Verse 12, they'd already been to the stable. They'd already seen Mary, Joseph, and, and Jesus. And we're not real sure when, it, it's most likely they didn't arrive Christmas night, but they'd been there. In verse 12, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. They didn't go back to the palace. They didn't go back to Herod, even though he asked them to. For God warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Wrong voices have a way of trying to pull us back to bad places. The right voice out of protection will say, don't go back. Don't go back. You've come too far. You've done too much good. That person's a good person, but that's not God's best person for you. Don't go back to that addiction. Don't go back to that way of life. Don't go back to that thing that will only cause you more pain. Don't choose false kings. Be careful. The voices you let speak into your vision. Be careful the kings you let speak into your course. Because what you hear will determine what you see. I know Sunday morning, it's a little risky. I'm going to take a gamble on you. 
I might not get some of you back, but I'm going to ask you to just play like with me for just a second. I want you to just close your eyes. For a moment, just close your eyes. Now, I want you to just imagine the ocean. So beautiful. I want you to imagine the waves crashing onto the beach, crashing up against the rocks. Oh, you can smell that. Mm. All right, put a palm tree. No, put two palm trees right there in the scene. Let's make it better. Put a hammock right there between those palm trees. I better stop. All right, better open your eyes. Better nudge your neighbor, matter of fact, because two of them fell asleep in first service. You know what I'm saying? That's dangerous. You have somebody's eyes closed in. Ah, the ocean. You know what I'm saying? You could see it, couldn't you? You could see it. God gave us an ability. If you can hear it, you can see it. Even blind people who can't physically see, they can still imagine in their mind. If you hear it, you can see it. So make sure you're hearing the right voices. I had to wrap duct tape around my head this week because I was studying this out and just kind of connected some dots and put two things together. I, I hope, matter of fact, God, give me the ability to explain this because I'd never seen these things line up. And I've studied scripture for a long, long, long time. It's a well-known verse out of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you talk about Jesus and, and you hear about the good things Jesus has done, when you hear stories about folks like Barbara Bond, how she loved Jesus, served Jesus her whole life, that builds your faith. When you spend time under teaching preachers that talk about Jesus, they teach the Bible, it builds your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the good news. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, which comes from hearing the word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's interesting. You, you have, it's almost like they're in contrast. They're, they're competing, if you will. They're almost opposites, this comparison. That I walk by faith over here, which comes by hearing, but I don't want to walk by sight over here. And, and, and like, I'm supposed to listen, I'm supposed to hear, but then I'm kind of told, but don't walk by what you see. Listen, meaning God will tell you, he'll give you a word. He might even give you a promise or a dream a purpose, a destiny. But you, you may not can see it yet, right? God may tell you, I'm going to get you through this. Come on, I need that for 2020. I'm finishing strong, amen. God's going to get you through this. God's going to fix your marriage. God's going to help you with your financial situation. God's going to bring an open door of opportunity for you. God's going to bring back your kids to a spiritual place where they need to be. God may speak something to you, but my eyes don't see it. Never married those two verses together that faith comes by hearing, and I walk by faith, but not by sight. If I can hear it, I can see it, but don't let what I see with my physical eyes deter from the faith that's being built on the inside of me. One sense is good. Hearing is good. Other sense, you have to be careful. The only way your hearing is good is if you're hearing the right voices. If you're hearing about Jesus, if you're around people that are speaking faith, and if you're reading the Word of God, you're sitting under spirit-filled, life-giving teaching of the Word of God. If I hear the right things, it will build my faith. I, it made sense to me Tuesday morning while I'm sitting, so I, I, don't know if, I don't know if any of that's making sense. So let me show it to you in story. Verse 4, he, Herod, 
he called for a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers. So the wise men show up and they say, hey, where's the baby king? Where, where's the king? We, we saw a star and like, oh. And so he calls in all the people who would know about the prophecies and the things that they had heard about the Messiah. Okay? Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? Verse 5, in Bethlehem, they said. For it's what the prophets wrote, O you, O, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. They had heard there was a Messiah coming. And by hearing there was a Messiah coming gave the people of Israel faith and hope. Hearing that someday there would be a Savior, now that would build your faith. But then when you see him as a baby in a manger, well, that's not what I was expecting. So I have a choice. Faith comes by hearing. Do I listen to the good news? Do I listen to what God's Spirit has spoken to me about my circumstances, about my marriage, about my life? I have a choice to listen to the good news that I heard or I can give up because of what I see. Because what I see isn't what I thought it would be. For thousands of years, they had heard there was a Messiah coming. That built their faith. But when they actually saw him, they rejected him because he didn't meet their expectations. We walk by faith. And the right voices, the right king, the right word of God will build your faith. But the circumstances you see will try to talk you out of it. Why this is important? is because sometimes I follow a star and it leads me to a stable. Sometimes I follow a star and it leads me to a stable. So number three, don't cling to false expectations. What do you do when you follow a star and you're on this road trip and this journey and you got all this gold, frankincense, and myrrh and you, you, got, and, and you follow a star and it leads you to a stable. You set out on this journey, you're looking for the king of the Jews, but you find a kid in a manger. Now, I don't know about you, but in that moment, it might not seem like good news. They set out on this once-in-a-lifetime journey. They're loaded with gifts. They're following their star, and it leads them to a stable? In case you didn't wear this? Red, rednecks know this? Can speak from experience? Stables stink. They do. Like, we love the nativity picture. They're like under this little perfectly wooden crafted thing or, or sometimes it's in a cave you know I love the one in the cave where there's like dim candle light you know and Mary's face is glowing and Jesus is perfectly sleeping and there's this beam of light shining down just lighting Jesus up the cattle are lowing the cows are always smiling you ever notice that cows don't smile I'm just telling you and then the donkey's laying there behaving you know this is not real because donkeys don't behave right Stables stink. This didn't look anything like what they had imagined. And there's this temptation to say, well, let's go back to the palace. That king was pretty nice to us. He was pretty hospitable. Maybe we missed something. Maybe, you know, he wanted to hear about all we were doing. The king of the Jews, he should be born in a palace. Now that makes sense. And the anticipation of this following a star and you, you find a stable... It's kind of like when you, 
buy your younger kids when they're smaller or when you buy your grandkids all these Christmas presents and oh, there's so much anticipation that's building up. Can we open presents? You know, your kids that won't get out of bed till noon and on Christmas morning they're up at 4.30. Can we open presents? There's all this anticipation. Oh, my kids are going to be so excited. They're going to be so happy. They're going to be so grateful. They're going to bow at my feet and say, oh, thank you, Father. Right? You know, and they, they, you give them all this stuff and then two hours later they're over in the corner building a fort with the boxes. Where's all my 80 kids at? Come on, all the 80s. Woo, 80s rule. 90s rule, just kidding. So I have, um, I got a little bitterness. Um, all of you kids that we were in the 80s, you'll relate to this. The toy TV commercials of the 80s, you know where the TV commercials would advertise toys? They were the worst. Flat out liars, they were the worst. Like G.I. Joe. Anybody play G.I. Joe? Real American hero! Okay, G.I. Joe was, their commercials were the worst because it's just a basic toy. A little, you know, his arms would move a little bit and it would kind of hold a thing and his legs would move just a little bit, right? But the TV commercial could make him come alive and you'd have this little boy and he'd have the Jeep and dirt's flying everywhere. And you know, the tank's moving by itself. And then you're so excited, and you get G.I. Joe, and he just lays there. It's false advertising. Show me the commercial again, because mine doesn't do any of that, right? In 1985, you probably can't tell me what you got for Christmas in 1985. I can't. I received a Tommy Verbot for Christmas. Anybody get one of those? I'm the only one? Okay. You got one of those? All the cool kids go. Okay. This was um, the, the TV commercial that has made this look really cool. Now, I got other Christmas presents. I don't remember what they were, but this was a cool toy. And the TV commercial, and I had to verify this on YouTube because it's out there. The TV commercial advertising Tommy Verbot was two boys and a dog. All right? And so the two boys had put a dog treat in Tommy Verbot's hands. And then you would speak commands to him in this little microphone thing. Go. And it would go. Turn right. It would turn right. Turn left. And it would turn right. So the TV commercials, these two little boys, and they put this dog treat in Tommy Verbot's hands. And they say, go. And he goes forward. Uh, turn right. Uh, turn left. And just flawlessly delivers this dog treat to the dog. The next scene is... The boys are happy. The dog's happy. Everybody's happy because Tommy Verbot works flawlessly, right? I got Tommy Verbot. It didn't quite work like that. Go forward. 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 You know, and then like it just goes off the table backwards, right? Turn right. Now, so I got to be honest. It could have been my squeaky little voice, Okay. I also was born in southeastern Oklahoma. I had the accent for years, so I don't know that Tommy Verbot spoke Oakley, spoke Oakie, you know, like, right, go right, stop, left. You didn't know what left was, you know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of anticipation, followed by a little bit of disappointment. And life will do that to you, too. Get engaged, <laughs> and you get married, only to figure out they have some um, half.
habits and preferences that are a little bit different than yours. You get pregnant, oh, you start glowing, we're going to have a baby. Did you know they have to eat like every two hours? I don't, know, I don't know how such a tiny little human can take something as simple and pure as milk and turn it into the most vile smell that a human nose can experience. I'm just kidding. All those babies are precious. Just ask all the memes out there, right? But we chase our stars only to find a stable of cancer. But yet you still had a lot of life to what do you do when your star leads you to a place you never saw coming? Lost your job. Spouse leaves. Friend deeply hurt you. Stabbed you in the back. When you follow a dream and life John Maxwell says this, nothing is more limiting than when we require God to fit into our expectations. Wise men found a baby. Baby's not bad. Baby's just not grown. It hasn't matured. Baby hasn't been developed yet. What do you do when you follow a star and it leads you to a stable? I'll tell you what the wise men did, and I think we'd be wise to take their lead. I still bring my best. I still give it all I got. They came looking for a king. They found a humble family in a barn. And they still gave their best. The frankincense, the gold, the myrrh. See, there's, there's this temptation to show up and it's not what you expected and, and withhold a little bit of our stuff. But just because it doesn't look like you think it should look, I still should give my best. I still should give what I prepared to give. I still should do what I planned to do as best as you can. Don't let what you see change what you believe. Because I walk by faith and not by sight. What do you do when the stars lead you to a stable and life disappoints? I keep going. I keep going. Wise men did. They didn't get stuck at the palace and all its pleasure and all its convenience and luxury. They didn't stop there. They kept going. They didn't stay at the stable. There where the Christ child was at. They found the, the end place. We found the destination. They came. They took in the moment. Celebrated the Christ child. Did what they came to do. Gave what they planned to give. And then they kept going. Don't let the disappointments of life stop you. Keep chasing your stars. Keep chasing the dream that God's given you. Keep chasing the purpose and the calling. It may not look the way you thought it was going to look, but you keep going. Because you never know, you never know what that baby's going to grow into. Don't let what you see determine where you stop. Don't stop chasing your stars. And keep looking for good news. 
I wonder if those wise men had shown up 33 years later. And they would have shown up on a scene of a man hanging on the cross. Would they have recognized what they were seeing in that moment? Because to them, that could have been equally disappointing. You know, Pastor Matt talked about Miss Barbara. She's part of the Christmas story. By Saturday, my family laid my 91-year-old grandfather to rest. Told lots of stories about him. But his story is part of the Christmas story. See, Barbara, my grandfather, they were strong believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They believed so much in that baby and they believed so much in the man he grew to be and died on the cross and was raised from life. They're with him in heaven. I did not say goodbye to my grandfather last Saturday. I said, I'll see you later. I'll see you on the other side. That's why his story is part of the Christmas story. Because that baby came and gave you and I an avenue, an opportunity to be united with our Savior, to be united with our Creator, that when I die, I get to go be with all those other folks who have died and gone on to heaven. I don't care whether you think heaven or hell are real or not. I'm here to tell you, it's not fake news. It's a real deal. And what you did with Jesus, what you did with that baby in a manger, what you did with that man dying on the cross in that empty tomb determines whether you will spend eternity in heaven with those who have died and were in Christ and have gone on before you or whether you spend it in hell. And I don't know, do you recognize the moment that's in front of you? Do you recognize this moment? And maybe by watching online, listening on our podcast, maybe you're here in this room. I want to give you that moment. Have you ever surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you ever made him your Lord and your Savior? Have you ever invited Jesus Christ to come into your life? Maybe you have years and years and years ago, but you walked. And today, you know you need to come home. I want to have a moment. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's a couple of things I want to invite you to do. First, hit the subscribe button. That way, you won't miss a single episode. Secondly, if this message has impacted you and you would like to help us reach others, visit our website at hillspring.tv and hit the Give Now button so that we can take this message around the globe. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.